Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Holiday, a practical guide for making the holidays holy days. And we are now entering into the third week of our fifth season of Simply Holy Holiday, if you can believe that. And I wanted to remind you that our goal is to find ways that we can practically and tangibly grow in our holiness this season so that we end the year stronger than we started and uh, we are rejuvenated and consecrated and ready to go in 2021. And this year in particular, we are focusing on how we can practice the presence of God just to become more aware of his presence. We already know he's there, but getting that that knowledge from our head down into our hearts. And we've been doing that through implementing certain practices. And um, I hope that you found one. We've already gone through the nightly examine and we've gone through breath prayer. And I just have to say that I have used breath prayer so much today. As you can see, I have my I voted sticker on. (laughs) And uh, yes, today is election day. I don't know when you're going to be watching this. And uh, I'm really sort of humbled by that because, you know, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen tonight and what's going to happen over the next few days. And by the time you watch this, it could be a very different, you know, landscape in our country than it is today. But um, I will say I've been praying all day through the breath prayer because it has just produced so much anxiety in me. I was telling Jay today that I feel like... um, that I'm just, you know, like a monkey hanging on to a vine because uh, we were reading that scripture that says, cling to what is good or hold fast to what is good. And uh, I feel like the, the world down here is like burning and I'm on top just clinging to what is good, <laughs> counting on God to put out that fire down there. Ooh. But, um, you know, I don't know what's going on right now when you're watching this, but I just want to give you a reminder that I've been giving myself And that is that whatever happens, um, that we are to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And um, that is a high call, but I I really do feel like, you know, God is doing something big. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know which way he's going to go, but thank God I don't need to know. My only job, my only gig is to follow God around. (laughs) I don't have to tell him what to do. I don't have to tell him what his, his actions should be. He gets to lead me. I don't have to lead him. So if I can just focus on that, seems like I can keep my mind in the right place. So Anyway, I hope that uh, we're all able to remember this during this season. And um, that's all I'm going to say about the election season. I think it's given us all a great chance to grow in our holiness for sure. So maybe we'll talk about it more as time goes by, but that's all for now. So today I want to go on to a new practice. And um, this is a an old new practice. <laughs> okay, so the old part is that we are going to be talking about gratitude. Now we all know um, that gratitude is just such a huge part of the Christian life. And I've talked about um, different ways to practice gratitude um, through the years. You know, one way is just that Ann Voskamp way of just writing down a thousand gifts. You know, you remember if you went through the book, Back when it came out, oh man, that was such a beautiful experience for me when I started writing down the thousand gifts. It's just such a great um, tool that we have to get our minds back, looking for all the little things that God is doing throughout the day and, and, and writing them down. I love the sound of birds. I love the sound of eggs frying on the, you know, on the um, stove. I love the smell of pumpkin spice lattes, you know, any, just writing down all these things that lots of them are things that we experience through our senses. I love fall. Don't you just love fall? I love fall. 
because I absolutely love the crisp feel of the of the air in the mornings. I love to have on a sweatshirt for my walk in the mornings. I love to sip hot tea. Um, and then I love the colors, of course. It's beautiful. I love the way that all the colors change. And, you know, there's just so many things that we can catalog through our senses in a way of gratitude. So, there, of course, there's that thousands gift, thousand gifts mentality. And then also there's a practice that I've been talking about for actually all five years that I've been doing Simply Only Holiday. So, broken record alert. Um, that, you know, I did have a life-changing experience um, when I learned how to get out of bed and just start just start naming off the things that I'm grateful for in the morning. Now, I want you to know I don't feel grateful for them always. That's not how I always feel. But what I'm doing is I'm I'm sort of commanding my soul to to praise him. That's really what you're doing. You know how it says, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's Psalm 103. There's many times that the psalmist is saying Praise the Lord, my soul. He's talking to himself. The psalmist is talking to himself. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Or bless the Lord, oh my soul. And he's just telling his soul, you need to be grateful. And that's sort of an, something that happened to me five years ago. And that's something I actually learned from the Way Down Workshop. And Gwen Shaman was to just first thing in the morning, fall on my knees and say, thank you that I'm alive, um, that I have breath in my lungs. Thank you for my warm, cozy house. I always say that. Thank you that my house, it, it just, you know, you know, people don't have shelter. There's homeless people, people that live without shelter. <laughs> it's just hard for us to remember that when, you know, right now we're in the middle of buying a house. And it's amazing the luxury we live in, in this country. That's just, uh, I don't know how to say it any more than that. It's just, it's unbelievable the things that we have found the creature comforts that we have found when you think about that there are people that are living in a cardboard box it really helps helps you know thank you god for my house my heater right now i'm grateful for that because it goes off in the morning thank you for my hot shower thank you for my my tea or my coffee or my soap or my shampoo i just i just start thanking god and what that does is it it writes my brain it right sides my brain usually i wake up pretty negatively um for really pretty no reason, not much of a reason. It doesn't take much of a reason at all for me to wake up. I don't know, maybe I slept wrong, maybe I slept right, who knows? But when I am commanding my soul to be grateful, then it right, it gets my day started off in the right place. But that's just me sort of speaking out in my mind and maybe out loud, but especially just in my mind, thanking God for everything as I'm getting ready in the morning. But the new gratitude practice that I wanna introduce you today is called Interactive gratitude. And it's from this book, The Joyful Journey, that short little book that I told you to get. See, I got it to show you how short it is <laughs> um, to encourage you to buy it. But it was written by four therapists and their goal was to figure out a way if they wanted to see if they could create a pathway for people to be able to go straight to God with their um, with all of their thoughts and feelings. Um, them being therapists, they were thinking, you know, what do we provide for our clients? Well, we provide our presence. We're there for them. We're listening. We're um, validating and we're helping them to think through the things that are really difficult that they don't understand right now in their lives. But wouldn't it be great if they were able to go straight to God with that, you know, to the great counselor? Wouldn't he provide those things for them? And so, the thought behind it, the way this whole interactive gratitude started was they start, they start with the concept that whenever you've been friends with somebody for a long time, 
you enter into this state where it's you are able to almost finish their sentences for them. You know, your your thoughts meld together and you go into what they call a mutual mind state. Um, you're able to, uh, you know, know what they want before they want it or, you know, um, you get into this place where you can actually think the thoughts that they're thinking, so to speak. And, you know, we can enter into this mutual mind state with God. And when we do have this mutual mind state with him, um, what should be produced in our hearts and what will be produced in our souls is shalom. It is that feeling that all will be well or it is good. Um, thinking back to those words that God spoke in the garden. And it's an, another way to think about it is that the, like the peace of Christ will rule in your heart. We know that we are in a mutual mind state with God when we are thinking the way that he thinks. Um, it will produce that peace in our hearts. Um, they actually call that thought rhyming when you're rhyming your thoughts with God. And, you know, the, the way that they start the practice is that the first thing that you do is you would start with interactive gratitude. Um, there's more to it than that, which we'll talk about later, but to, for today, we're just gonna talk about this concept. And the way you do it is you begin journaling, you write down something that you're grateful for, an incident that happened today or yesterday where you really saw God show up for you and you write down you know, what happened and how you felt about it and you're just basically thanking him. And then you write back to yourself from the point of view of God and you sort of answer yourself. Um, let me give you an example of it. it. They have an example here on page 25, so I'm going to read it to you, or 28, that's what it is. Um, Dear God, I'm thankful that my friend Susan offered to help me by picking up my kids at school when she found out that I was at home sick. Her kindness reminds me of the truth that you are always looking out for me and finding ways to meet all my needs. You are so thoughtful and considerate. I'm thankful for Alicia who made homemade chicken soup from, and delivered it to my home. Because of her, I did not need to worry about cooking and our family enjoyed a healthy meal. All these friends' kindnesses sh led me to see how you are always working to bring goodness into my life. I'm thankful for my husband who dropped off all the kids at school this morning. He did it in spite of how his busy schedule, knowing that it would serve me greatly since I was not feeling well this morning. Thank you for his thoughtfulness and the willingness to go the extra mile for me. And then you would write out the response, and here's the response. Um, my dear child, or my dear whatever your name is, <laughs> I am so glad that you were able to rest today. Even though your body was weak, you remembered that your spirit was lifted up through your good friends giving you comfort. I am glad that you recognize my love and care for you through, through Susan and Alicia. Thank you too for noticing my thoughtfulness and care for you. I'm always looking out for you. I know you are concerned about your work. Remember, I am always looking out for you. And you're, you know, just receiving what God is saying back to you. It was so revolutionary for me personally in this experience because of course as I was reading about this at first I was thinking I already do this I'm grateful I already am grateful every morning I do my gratitude practice already like and I really didn't think that this was going to be that different than something that I had already done but I will tell you that you know just as 
you have, um, I have learned that, you know, journaling is really just a way to funnel my prayers, you know, down onto the page. Like when you're, when you're silently praying, it's easy for your mind to wander. And even when you're praying out loud, sometimes you can be thinking about different things, but when you're writing it down, it really concentrates your thoughts and makes you feel so much more, um, feel so much closer to God and more like you're really speaking to him. And I've always known that part. But the listening part, where you are writing down what you hear God saying, actually writing it down, it's like a funnel to your ears. And, you know, the first part is just you getting it out, but then listening, it's like a concentrated way to hear God's words. And it was just amazing. I've never felt so validated, um, so heard, uh, so seen. And it did remind me of that Exodus 3 scripture where God is talking to Moses and going to send him back to get his people out of Egypt. And he says, I have, um, I have seen the misery of my people. I have heard their cries and I am concerned for their suffering. And I totally felt that from God in that moment. And I'm not sure exactly what all goes into it, but I felt seen, heard, and validated in a way I never have before. And one of the therapists was talking about it in the book, how when he started doing this, he found himself um, feeling so heard and validated that he needed it less and less. He needed validation less and less from other people, you know, less from his spouse and his, his close friends because he was getting so much of that need met straight from God. And it's just, um, it's really just a miraculous practice. Um, now I know that as you're doing it and, and as you're thinking about it, you could be thinking, you know, well, how do I know I'm not just putting words into God's mouth? You know, how do I know it's really me, not just me answering myself and, you know, and how would I know if I'm really interpreting him correctly? And, and isn't that wrong to speak for God? And I totally understand those thoughts because I had those same thoughts. But I think the more that I the, when I did it, I started to overcome those thoughts because I started realizing, you know, a lot of what I was hearing from God, some of it was just how I would respond to somebody if they were, if they came to me and said, thank you. You know, like if you do something for somebody and they come back and they're like, thank you so much for that. It was so great. It really helped my family. And I'm just so grateful. You're the way that I respond to that is like, oh, you're so welcome. Like, I'm almost grateful that they're grateful for me, you know, like, thanks for noticing. And, and it, it's just, I, I, it's the first time that I ever really realized that God is grateful for me too. He's grateful. I've never opened my mind to that, but he's grateful that I'm noticing that I even noticed the things that he was doing because that is a way that God is communicating with us sometimes is the way that he blesses us. The little things that he does for us, he wants us to notice those things. Isn't that what we want from people when we do something nice for them? We're kind of waiting to see, you know, even when you give someone a present anonymously, you want to sneak around and see if they opened it, you know, see what their reaction was because you, you get something out of them being grateful. And it was, it opened that whole thing up to me that God is grateful for me too. He has a response to my gratitude. And it actually opened up that part of our relationship where he, you know, was able to kind of say, you know, I know, wasn't that cool? You know, and I say that a lot. Um, of course, I speak, you know, God speak uh, sometimes sounds like me, that's for sure. But in a way, that's kind of good. And another thing I thought about was just, you know, actually, I have developed a, a very, close relationship with God through the years, as I'm sure have you. 
And you know a lot of his word. I mean, when we're memorizing it and we're reading it day in and day out, we do start to thought rhyme with God. We do start to think like him. We, we respond like him. Hopefully we are becoming more godly in the way that we think. And we're becoming more like Jesus in the way that we process things. We see things how he sees them. We like what he likes. We dislike what he dislikes. We become like him. So, you know, you really don't have to worry that much that you're um, that you you are you're misinterpreting what he's saying. I think you probably know him better than you think. And then I would also say that, you know, of course, we are always going to misread something that God says, just like we misread other people. You know, I'm going to misunderstand my husband sometimes. I'm going to I'm going to miss something that he said. I'm going to I'm going to misconstrue something that he said. But I wouldn't stop talking to him just because I might misinterpret something that he says. No, I'm going to keep the dialogue going. Let's all just give ourselves a break and know that, yeah, sometimes we're probably going to misinterpret something that God says. But I think for the most part, if it's producing that shalom inside, we can trust that God is speaking back to us and we are learning to listen. You know, we, we really need to grow in our ability to listen to what God is saying to us and really open up that dialogue. And it reminded me, as I was doing our Psalm 32, you know, we've been looking at Psalm 32 for the past two weeks, and it reminded me that this is actually sounds a lot like a conversation with God, um, just like what they're talking about in this thought rhyming. Um, if you'll remember, it starts, if you want to get your Bibles and follow along with me, you can, but I'm going to be reading in my big giant print Bible, which is um, the NLT, so it might not be the same version that you have. But he starts off by saying, um, he's sort of pronouncing to everybody, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like the water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I'll confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. And so isn't this just him pouring out his his gratitude to, to God? He's he's writing his, he's doing his interactive gratitude, I think we're going to find out, because he's just like, you are so awesome. Thank you so much. This is amazing. This is the most amazing feeling. And then he goes even further and he says, therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. You know, and this is, I just can so relate to this feeling when you've actually been through something life changing and you're just like, everybody needs to do this. You know, like you go through some program that's life changing, CR or GR, you're like, everybody needs to do that. Or you get a, or, or you go through a new book and you're like, oh, this book is so awesome, like I'm doing right now. So you want to share it with everybody. He's like, God, everybody should do this. And then he ends with this beautiful, you know, sentence for you are my hiding place, you protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. You know, so he's just pouring out his gratitude to God, just like what we just read in that, in the joyful journey. But then what happens next? It changes. And this is God talking back to him. In verse 8, it says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. Do not be like the senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. 
Now, so you think about it, isn't this God answering him? You know, sometimes the Psalms do this where the psalmist is speaking to the, to the assembly and then all of a sudden he's speaking to God or God is now speaking and it goes back and back, back and forth. And ever since I started this interactive journaling, I've started noticing it in the Psalms whenever I read a Psalm where it switches from the psalmist talking to God and God talking back. And I was thinking, is this God just responding to his gratitude? And, and you know, just saying, basically addressing the exact things that the psalmist was talking about. The psalmist was talking about when he had refused to confess his sin. You know, he had gotten into that stubborn part of us where you're like, no, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't have any, you know, whatever it is. But he had in some way been stubborn. And so God is actually saying, yeah, don't be like that. Don't be like the horse, the donkey that has to have bit and bridle. No, no, no. Listen to my voice. I will advise you. I will teach you. Uh, My loving eye is always on you is how it says it in the NIV, which I just love that. And it does sound like that God is like specifically interacting with him about what the psalmist just said. And you can just picture this relationship that David has with God, that he's speaking to God and God is speaking back. And God takes the opportunity, even as I've been writing out my gratitude, you know, I hear God saying to me a lot, thanks for noticing. Yeah, wasn't that awesome? It's kind of like that cool relationship. But also I'll hear him say, you know, don't worry. I know you're worried about blank, whatever it is. I know you're worried about this. I know you're worried about that. Trust me, I am taking care of it. I've got you. You know, and so God is specifically answering even the things that I may not say in my gratitude, but he knows are there because he is God. And that's just, I just thought I've never seen Psalm 32 like that before. I've never really realized it was, it could be a dialogue that's going on. It could be this interactive gratitude that's going on. So, um, you know, this isn't one of those practices that we have, you're going to have a Simply Holy Holiday Companion for. Those have been kind of fun to make. I've never made those before. I hope they're helping you. But I am dying for somebody else to do this with me because I've been doing interactive gratitude for a while. Um, But I haven't actually, I haven't even actually been able to do the whole thing that it says because I have done the writing out of gratitude and and the response and that has been life-changing in itself. But there's a third step, it says, where you read that to somebody else and that they you get this sort of mutual encouragement from each other and it really does help the other person to hear it and helps you to say it now and I haven't been able to do that yet I really really am looking forward to being able to do that part of it um, as soon as possible but I really want to hear how this affects you if you are able to to experience this this week I really hope that you will share it on the Facebook page I know social media isn't for everybody and um, it's not something you may you may not want to be on Facebook right now I totally understand I actually go on Facebook and then I go straight to groups as fast as I can usually Um, because I just can't handle so much. But if you would share um, any experience you have with this this week, I would be so encouraged to hear how it goes. And maybe, you know, it talks about how to do this with your church, how to do it with your small group, how to do all that. You know, I don't want to get into that today. For now, I just want you to start with you. But if we did get to the point where we could, you know, read to each other, I think that would be just such a cool thing to be able to experiment with that. So this is Interactive Gratitude. And I hope that you get as much out of it as I have. Thanks so much for being with me today. Remember that God has made perfect forever those who are being made 
holy. It is a process. Let God do his work and I'll see you next week.